0: lock, and load. This is Steve Dace. The
1: Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside my partners in crime, Todd and Aaron McIntyre, and then there's all of you that's right. You're our partners too. So let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. And then check out those free speech. Pro- promoting alternatives known as Gab, MeWe, Parlor. You can look for Steve Dace uh, on those platforms too. And if you're looking for clips of the program that you can sample yourself and then share with others, YouTube.com/slash Steve Dace. Some of you may have noticed we are dialing down the uh, type of content we're putting up on YouTube. We're just frankly tired of dealing with their censors, and so we're we're just not going to deal with them anymore. Uh, if it's I guess it's their platform, they don't want us to talk about certain topics, then we just won't you <laughs> post those topics on the show on YouTube so uh, I mean that means you won't get to watch it uh, for free later on anymore but that's not our fault that's YouTube so you can still go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace show or you can just avoid the censorship altogether and watch it live Uh, just go to blazetv.com slash Dace and get a discounted subscription today at blazetv.com slash Dace and also if you are a podcast listener thank you very much if you don't mind uh, showing how much you like the show hit that subscribe button uh, as well as leave us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate that. Um, I want to mention here at the top, love it when we bring new partners on the program. And have you ever bought a pair of glasses, thrown them in the drawer, then never worn them again? Or have you been told, hey, go home and get used to your progressives? Uh, you can get help from Better Spectacles. They're now offering, offering authentic German-engineered Rodenstock eyewear for the first time here in the United States. Rodenstock is a 144-year-old company in the world's gold standard uh, with over 500 patents. I'm actually getting fitted Uh, my final fitting uh, for my pair here in the next couple of days and they're a sharp looking pair of glasses it's the type of glasses Ronald Reagan wore these types of glasses as well they're expert opticians specialize in difficult prescriptions astigmatisms those who experience problems with their progressives as well technology is caught up to your prescription and now they can help you and one of their specialties is helping those with near or intermediate vision which is a common problem when you're looking at a phone or computer all day uh, so again, if you want to get help, how about um your 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 ability to see 40% better? 40% improvement on your eyesight or more. Uh when you go to better spectacles.com/slash Steve, schedule your teleoptical appointment today. At betterspectacles.com slash Steve. You're not going to have to leave your house. Better Spectacles is not an online company with low quality offerings. You're going to receive the same expert consultation as if you were sitting right there in their store. They're the best trained opticians in the country. All right. And they're offering our audience today 61% off their Go Specs lenses plus free, free handcrafted Rodenstock stock frames. Just visit betterspectacles.com slash. Steve, that's betterspectacles.com dot slash Steve. Let me also mention here: um, Amazon made it official this morning. Uh, they put out their weekly bestseller list, and we are the number one nonfiction book in America uh, over the past week. Uh, and I'm just stunned. Again, and as we've told you before, 83% of all book sales in America are via Amazon.com. So <clears throat> if, you're, if you're number one on Amazon, you're number one uh, in, in the country. One of my best friends texted me this morning. Number three on that list is some book by Matthew McConaughey that I actually not heard of. <laughs> and uh, one of my best friends from uh, texted me this morning and said, dude, I have known you for over 20 years, man. You're pretty cool, but you should not be ranked ahead of Matthew McConaughey in anything
0: and I got, a big, I got a big kick out of that. And did you respond, uh, all right, all right, all I right. Did. I did. did
1: well, yes. I actually did respond with that. You yes.
0: I actually did respond with that. That's funny. You win.
1: Yes. Um, I, I had, there's the graphic right there, and look what the top two books were. Um, Fauci and Bargain and Shannon Bream's The Women of the Bible Speak. That's pretty cool that those were the top two nonfiction books in the country, and you'll notice that um, when you go to that list, all those books have been on this list a lot longer than us. This is our first week in production, and we made number one on the list our first week out. Now, who knows? Is that a big deal? That, I, I, I think it's kind of a big deal, guys. I do. It, it, who knows? It may plummet next week. We've got no way of knowing. This may be our Macarena, Todd, but you know what? They're still playing the Macarena every damn wedding in America 20 years later, yes, annoying the are. hell out of us with it, right? So, yes, they it, are. It, it, it may be our strawberry alarm clock, all right, incense and peppermints, but they'll be playing this one
0: long after we're gone. Hey, if maybe our only number one, but who can say they've even had one of those, right? I know, it. it's nuts. I also see what you did there yesterday when you said, be careful, Don Lemon's coming up from behind. I wasn't going to, I, I was just going to let that comment speak for itself. <laughs> oh no. Yes, yes. If you're nailing the McCown here, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I, I feel like we're on a roll. I think we need to put it all, all in.
1: Yes. It has been, guys, um, it's incredible. And I, I just can't thank all of you enough. I mean, I can't thank God enough for the opportunity. And uh just the 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 confirmation, I knew at this time last year, uh, you know, another good friend of mine sent me some uh private text between him and I a year ago at this time. And it, and he was kind of questioning me, "Hey, are you sure about this?" You know, because I, I I mean, I got a lot of respect for your intellect, dude, but these people are from, you know, these are some of the smartest people in the room, you know, and who in the same hill are you? And I just shared with him, uh, you know, I hadn't read these texts in a year about how something about this doesn't seem right. I'm unsettled in my spirit. Something about it isn't right. The math, the data does not add up. I'm a little concerned that, you know, it's me and another small group of people. Are we really the ones that are right about this and everybody else is just missing it? Yeah, I'm really concerned about that. You know, and I've prayed about this a million times. I've asked God, what am I missing here? And every time I pray about it, I don't get contentment. I don't get peace about it. I, I'm more unsettled. I'm more stirred up that this isn't wrong, that we're not being told something, that there's not something that's right about this, and that, that somebody and some have got to push back on it, if for no other reason, just to get the full story. Maybe it's nothing say nefarious uh maybe it is just a panic that has gone wanton that we've had those in human history right they sure they didn't have a sinister origin we just lost our collective damn minds and disastrous things happened, right maybe it's just that simple but we need to get somebody with some platforms has got to be pushing back to get some answers here because because we're kind of getting all the answers from a lot of the same people that have shown us the last few years they Really couldn't be trusted. And so now, at this moment, we should decide to to trust them explicitly, implicitly, both of them, at face value, without any cross-examination at all. I'm going to need more of that. And to get this confirmation that we were on a righteous path with what we did, I mean, you know, we have sold a crap ton of books. But the way book royalties and stuff works, I mean, it's going to be like six months before I see anything more than, or you see anything more too, <laughs> than the advance that we got out of this. That's the way book you know, royalties work. So for me, the thrill of this is just frankly the, the confirmation that we were on the righteous path, that, that, that maybe we were right all the time, but we were at least asking the right questions. Because there's a, there's a thin line, folks, between taking a risk and being reckless, right? And often, you know, we just finished the NCAA tournament. A great coach is often defined by, hey, did that last second shot go in? Then you called a great play. And if it didn't, you're a bum and blew the game, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of how this works in a way. The difference between a risk and reckless is where you're right. If you were right, then you took a risk. If you were wrong, then you were reckless. And if we're wrong about this, we don't ever get to be wrong about anything else ever again. And that is just a level of, it's not vindication, it's affirmation. And I just, I can't thank God enough for the opportunity he, get, he has given us through platforms like this, um, as well as, you know, our own uh, God-given talents and abilities. And then I can't thank all of you enough for what has transpired here in the last week plus with this book? It has um, it, it's kind of set the system, well,
0: ablaze for lack of a better term. I think one lesson to take from this is that uh, it's really hard to do this alone. But you just add a couple numbers. I mean, we're just three guys in a room, but we are three guys in a room and not one. And all three of us needed each other this year I mean, like I said, this all started right after my uh, my dad died to make sure that, you know, we had each other uh, uh, to lean on, bounce these ideas off and make sure we were seeing straight all of it. The same applies to you. The passion that you have reading this book now, take it forward. Whatever, like we said, run for school board, even if you don't have kids and but don't. You don't have to be up. find the one or two or three other. It does not. That's good enough Mm -hmm. in a lot of places Mm -hmm. to get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. If it's just one of you, a lot of time they can make you seem like the crazy lone gunman. So just find a couple and get that snowball rolling and let God do his work because he will. A term that um, maybe some of
1: you have heard this past year during this pandemic, yeah you know it's it's referred to r zero r one r two it's it's the ratio of people that can get infected by somebody else and and obviously the lower that number is, then the safer it is during an outbreak um, that works with ideas that works with the truth yes. too I think it was you ironically the Catholic in the room who uh, was the very first to draw an analogy, just as we were talking privately, and we saw it debut at 21, and we were like, "Wow, right?" And uh, you made the analogy to the to Luther and the 95 Theses. Yes, and I, I think that's a that's a proper analogy in that it was a galvanizer. It it sparked something. It it wasn't the culmination of an event, but the ability to put those ideas in the hands of the of the average person. Um, changed the face and course of Western civilization and of history for all of history ever since. Uh, October 31, 1501 is one of the landmark dates in all of human history. It's when he nailed those theses to the door. And in some respects, that's what we've done here. We have, we. have This is a galvanizer. This is a handy tool, just like those 95 theses were a handy tool for you to take to your bishop, to your priest, and say, I've got questions. Can you answer these? You can do this now. You can take this to your board of health, to your boss, to your school board, to your uh, family members, and, and, and your pastors who won't open the churches, your priests, and say, hey, I've got some questions, okay? You've got the receipts. I, I, I saw a note on Facebook last night. A guy said, this book has taken me forever to get through because I am chasing the rabbit trail of that. every footnote. I and I loved to see that. That's what they're there for. They're there for that. That's exactly why that stuff is there. And so our hope is that this is a galvanizer. And that uh, and, and when we talk to Daniel Horowitz next hour, you know what he's all about? Now, what do we do with it? That's what I'm going to ask him about. Hey, give our audience now some tips. What can they do with the information that, that we have put for them in that handy, tandy little book? Um, you know, what can they do with it now? We'll get into that with Daniel next hour. We'll play Buy, Sell, or Hold as well. Thanks to all of you. Again, again, cannot thank all of you enough. And now here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
2: What happened while we were away brought to you by sticking your head in a wood chipper. That's exactly what Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson has done over the past 72 hours. First, on Monday, the governor vetoed a bill in the state that would have banned chemical castration of and surgeries for minors who think they're the opposite sex. Hutchinson even went so
3: far as to say, I have on my desk another bill passed by the General Assembly that is a product of the cultural war in America.
2: Yeah protecting minors from life-altering surgeries is now merely a cynical product of the culture war, according to Hutchinson. Naturally, following in the footsteps of South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, Hutchinson thought it would be a winning strategy for his side of the argument to go on Tucker Carlson's show on Fox News. Hutchinson says his main motivation for vetoing the bill was that it didn't fall in line with the conservative principle of limited government. I do
3: want to announce today that I am issuing a statewide mandate for face coverings. I'm sorry, Ron clip I spent a lot of time reviewing cases, re- uh, meeting with people, listening to the experts, as well as to faith leaders as well. And I'm a person of faith, uh, but at the same time, I'm a person of limited role of government. He also had the unmitigated gall to add... I go back to William Buckley, I go back to Ronald Reagan, the principles of our party, uh, which believes in a limited role of government. Are we as a party, abandoning a limited role of government and saying, we're going to invoke the government decision-making over and above physicians, over and above health care, over and above parents, and saying, so uh, you can't so do you that. Believe- First of all, these are difficult decisions. Do you want to listen to the medical profession? Do you want to listen to professional counselors? Do you want to listen to parents? Or do you want to leave all these decisions to uh, the legislators that come from all different kinds of background? Yes, they're elected to rep present you, but they do not necessarily make the right judgments for parents and for doctors in the most sensitive issues. The rest of the story
2: is that both chambers of the Arkansas General Assembly yesterday voted to override the governor's veto and the bill will now be law. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is another example of conservative cancel culture in action.
0: Seriously,
2: though, if I had told you five years ago, a southern governor with that charming southern drawl would have been defending the chemical castration and genital mutilation of minors because it's a conservative principle. What would you have said five years from now? It's going to be, you know, President Harris's mandatory transgender baboon adoption for all program is really the price of freedom. Moving on, Fox News obtained email correspondence between CBS's 60 Minutes and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's office. Ahead of the hit job, the program aired against the governor last weekend over his vaccine rollout program. One of the gotcha questions 60 Minutes wanted to ask the governor, and we're not making this up, is, quote, How did the state determine that seniors were at greater risk to coronavirus than other groups? The emails also show the governor's office repeatedly encouraged 60 Minutes to interview the Democrat head of the Florida Emergency Management Department, which 60 Minutes, of course, never did. There were only 222 COVID-related deaths in the U.S. yesterday. That's the fewest since March 23rd, 2020. In completely unrelated news and today in coronavirus history, Dr. Deborah Burks announces to the country they just can't trust the death count for COVID.
1: So I think in this country, we've taken... a very liberal approach to mortality. There are other countries that if you had a pre-existing condition, some countries are recording that as a heart issue or a kidney issue and not a COVID-19 death. Um, Right now, we're still recording it. The intent is right now that those, if someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that.
2: Checking in on Joe Biden. Keep wearing a mask. Yes. Social, wash the hands and socially distance, which I'm not doing. He also spoke up about his triumphant pressuring of Major League Baseball to move its all-star game out of Georgia. It is reassuring to see that
3: uh, for-profit operations and businesses are speaking up about how these new Jim Crow laws are just antithetical to who we
2: are. United Airlines announced via social media yesterday their effort to make 50% of their 5,000 pilots in training over the next decade to be women or people of color. And finally, the CDC has finally released guidelines for vaccinated people on what they can and can't do. A lot of you were asking, can we run the hidden pine trails of the forest? Of course, of course. Uh, you know, it's outside. It's pretty safe. Can we can we taste the sunsweet berries of the earth? You can, but try not to do it every week and try to get tested before and after. Can we roll in all the riches around you? Not yet. We're hoping by summer, we're hoping when more people get vaccinated, that will be safer. Uh, can we hear the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Of course, of course. Uh, limit your groups when you do it. Try to stay outside if you can in distance. Can we ask the grinning bobcat why he grins? You can, but try again, try to limit how often you do it. Can we sing with all the voices of the mountain? Try to keep it outside. If you're inside and you're singing with all the voices of the mountain, it could it could it could increase spread. And can we paint with all the colors of the wind? Guys, the good news is you've always been able to do that. That's a pretty safe activity. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Aaron's Montage brought to you by Keeps. You've got a million reasons to be stressed out these days. Many of them were just in that montage. Uh, but hey, uh, stressing out about male pattern baldness and receding hairlines does not have to be one of them. The good news is that Keeps can help with that. They offer the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatments, but... They offer the generic version, so you're only gonna pay about half the cost. That's a great deal, and so is the convenience. It's all done online. Um, you can just answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your information and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you, and it's shipped directly to your door. So convenient savings. And then to get you started, even more savings. Half off your first order right now. 50% off your first order to get you started when you go to keeps.com slash grow. K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. When we do the overtime after today's show for subscribers, we're going to get into... Um, the largest in-kind contribution by the American media since the entirety of the 2016 <laughs> of 2016 to the Donald Trump for president campaign. Sixty minutes attempted a takedown of Ron DeSantis. And now they have instead uh, they have. This is an incalculable in-kind contribution. I mean, his stature, status, gravitas. Um, I, I mean, his, his station has improved dramatically in the last 48 hours, and it was already on a pretty good trajectory, by the way. All right, so we're going to get into that with the overtime today. BlazeTV.com slash Dace is how you can watch it. We will record that right after today's show for BlazeTV subscribers, and you'll get to watch it later today at BlazeTV.com slash Dace. If you're not yet a BlazeTV subscriber and you'd like to become one, BlazeTV.com slash Dace is where you can go. To sign up, get a discounted subscription, and get all of the exclusive content we do each day right here at blazetv.com slash days let's get to the rest of what is in Aaron's montage. Uh, after the events of the last couple of weeks with Georgia and the Jim Crow comments, we will have a zero tolerance policy. Not that we were very tolerant of it to begin with, but we have a zero tolerance policy for he's just old Joe kinder, gentler. What he's done in the last week or so uh, is a terrible gaslighting lie, which he continues to repeat to the point his own media has debunked. It's actually a narrative that his own side has largely abandoned because it backfired and blew up in their faces, and yet he prattles and continues on with it. Okay? Okay.
0: Gaslighting lie or devout Catholicism. You decide. Yes. Yeah. So uh, no more, nor
1: should you tolerate anymore. Nor should you tolerate anything from any of your friends or neighbors anymore about how can you vote for that Donald Trump guy? He's not always honest. You know, he's not honest. Um, Exhibit A. Uh, I'm sorry, but maybe you're not the person to be asking me that question. How could you vote for this guy? Then again, you could turn it around on him and say, on second thought, you know, Joe Biden, based on his career, kind of is the subject matter expert on segregation and Jim Crow. So there's always that part of the conversation too. Um United. I don't know about you, man. I I, I kind of just want to know we're gonna land safely in a plane. You? Yeah. You know recall ever asking a pilot uh you know uh, would you bang last night or or who i mean i don't care if you're demi lovato and you're attracted she says to virtually what was she almost anything is that what she said last week so you're saying there's a chance um dude i don't, okay you can be a pansexual vegan lizard person are, are we gonna land safely really that's all i really need to know right yes yeah should that be like the only qualification for a pilot can you land this thing safely right isn't that like a one question interview right can you provide proof that you can land this thing safely (laughs) what are your (laughs) follow-up and 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 and, okay you can even expand the question can you provide proof please that you can land this thing safely over and over again
0: right Aaron when you went up in your flying test did your teacher scream in your ear what are your pronouns yes
2: Yeah. 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 It's very important in aviation to know, uh, you know, what you're doing at night when you're not on the plane. It's
1: just absolutely insane. You know what else is insane? In the past year, the governor of Arkansas, again, the Bible Belt, in the past year, the governor of Arkansas has, as Aaron pointed out brilliantly in his montage, simultaneously asserted that it is not limited government for him to tell you as an adult, you cannot be trusted to breathe air. But it is limited government for him to not say, you can't castrate children. That, folks, that's insane. It, we can come, any word you want, but when you really boil it down, it's insane. Of course, we all remember the, the, the appeal to authority argument. How many times have we heard that this past year on coronavirus? Well, I, uh, well, I mean, I come from, from uh, the, the tradition of Buckley. But Don't I think we all remember William F. F. Buckley's seminal work, "God and Castrations" at Yale? I think we all remember that book that launched him into the stratosphere and launched the modern conservative movement. And its follow-up, "God and No Longer a Man" at Yale, right? It's also dumb. It's 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 it's. But it's not even just dumb. It's insane. If we were talking about something other than castrating children, I would grant myself. The, the, uh, the permission to laugh at this. But Steve, we grew up with Boy George. I know. We knew
0: it's... I know. Yeah, that's the weird guy. We just, there's always a red light district. Yes. This is, so, yes, but now that's... We were
1: spinning right round, baby right round with Wanted, Dead or Alive. We understood that. Yes. yes. Okay, we didn't think, though, because Karma Chameleon hit number one, yes. we then didn't go, go to school the next day and say, what do you guys think? Should we just castrate ourselves? No, we did not. We did not do that. Wasn't didn't happen. This is insane. And it needs to be dealt with with the maximum prejudice that Tucker Carlson did last night. And what's happening with his show, there's a broader issue here, too, with Asa Hutchinson. Folks, he's already signed two bills already that we would like on this. He signed one last year. He signed one last week sean davis at the federalist reported that he had sources tell him christy Nome called asa hutchinson last week urging him not to sign the bill banning men from women's sports but he signed it anyway so then why would you come all this way and then not sign this it doesn't make any sense that's why the walmart questions and stuff are coming out because it doesn't make any sense it had been one thing if he had vetoed the previous efforts and then vetoed this too But this is just the most logical conclusion of the other bills he already signed. And thankfully, the legislature overrode his veto in one day, I believe it was. But this is insane. As Aaron pointed out, there's no point in rehashing what he said. He said it perfectly. We've got Bible Belt governors now saying, I don't know if we should stop the castration of children. So you as an adult until like two weeks ago in Arkansas couldn't be trusted on whether or not you could breathe free air. That Asa Hutchinson says children should be trusted on whether or not to choose castration. That's insane. And frankly, he shouldn't be in office one more day. I know he's leaving anyway, but he shouldn't be in office one more day. He should be impeached, actually, right now. And maybe, maybe actually examined, like mentally examined. It's insane to assert those things. It's crazy. There's a broader point I want to touch on, though. And it's what Tucker Carlson is doing right now. He's doing every single one of us a massive favor. This happened with Christine O'Malley last week. He's doing it this week with Asa Hutchinson. I've, I used to say for years, I don't say it anymore because of Tucker, but I used to say for years, what was the one thing you were not allowed to do anywhere in American media, including Fox News? What was the one thing you were not allowed to do? Attack from the right? You could not attack the Republican Party from the right. They wouldn't let you do it. The, the, the gatekeepers of the Overton window would not permit it. So you had to do it on platforms that we had to create ourselves, like The Blaze or Conservative Review, right? Now, Tucker is doing it with the number one show in America. And you can see the devastation it's causing. The swamp and the establishment of the party. It's, it's laying waste to them. This is, which, by the way, folks, is why all these years you were not permitted to do it. Because <laughs> right? they knew that this would, be the, this would be the fallout. It would expose who these people really are. And change the entire environment the entire environment is changing because of what Tucker is is doing right now the success that he is having with doing it and it's giving a lot of other I saw an organization today that that has taken has shown no stones whatsoever in the past come out today and take a swipe at Asa Hutchinson they'd have never done this in the past this shows how Tucker is changing the environment and we're all going to be better off for it You know whether it's back, knees, neck, shoulder pain. For me, it is that pesky left hip flexor. You know the underlying cause, unless you've got an injury right now that needs to be treated. If that's the case, please go get the treatment you need. But otherwise, it's likely inflammation, and you got to defeat that inflammation before it causes permanent damage. If you're using those uh, topical rubs, uh, you're using pain relievers. Those things will help you. You know, uh, alleviate the pain, loosen things up a little bit, and and go about you know trying to have some form of normalcy. But Uh, They won't actually, as the book falls, uh, they won't actually uh, help you uh, fix the pain because they don't address what's causing it. You want to attack that inflammation before it can cause something permanent later on. And that's where you're looking for a product known as Omega XL, backed by 35 years of clinical research. It's an all natural product that attacks the inflammation that's causing your pain. I use it as part of my daily regimen as well. I'd recommend you give it a shot too. And right now you can Uh, buy one. Get one free right now when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Buy the first bottle. Get the second one for free at OmegaXL.com slash Steve or call them at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. And now it is time for one of our favorite times of the week. Buy, sell, or hold. This is where our producer Aaron, with a lot of help from his friends, you and the audience, will throw at you and me, Todd, a series of propositions, predictions, what have you, things we have not previously seen. And we will be asked, do we buy that? Are we selling it? Meaning, do we think it has merit? Do we think it's bunk? Hopefully we have at least one good reason why. And then if your proposition is beneath even our mediocre intellects, we are permitted only once per show, however. We are permitted to place a hold on it. But know that if you do, If you do place a hold on that list, you will be forced to read Don Lemon's new book. That's this week's punishment.
0: Weigh that heavily. Indeed. A lot
1: hanging in the balance.
2: All right, let's get to it. Go ahead, Aaron. All right, we'll start with uh, Percussion King, who says, Steve has as many eschatology eschatology questions as he's willing to tolerate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that.
0: Uh, I'll buy I will buy.
2: Yeah. Uh, Jason says, Dome of the Rock Mosque is the abomination of desolation Christ talks about.
0: Hmm.
1: So, who wrote this book? And I'm trying to remember his name. Um, I cannot remember his name. But, um, Brigitte Gabriel, he kind of, when, when he was, is it Waleed something? I can't remember his name, but, uh, there was a group of folks that, you know, in the post nine 11 America, uh, came to prominence and Brigitte Gabriel still has a pretty big following, but, uh, that, um, about what's really going on kind of whistleblowers, what really goes on in the Muslim world, things of that nature. You remember that kind of group of people that kind of came think, on board and I think so that were omnipresent in, uh, in kind of, uh, conservative media for about a decade or so. And some of them still have pretty sizable uh, followings. But one of them, and I believe he was a former PLO member, or Hamas, one of those groups, uh, that had converted, I believe, to uh, Christianity via Catholicism, I believe. And if you told me the name, I'd know it right away, but I can't think of it. I can't recall it. He wrote an eschatology book about 10 years ago, and I interviewed him about it, that I found very fascinating. And the premise of his book is that we are interpreting daniel's dream in the west incorrectly that if you look at daniel's dream there's an there's an ascension or descension depending on how you want to look at it of various empires daniel's prophesying to nebuchadnezzar about the the empires to come and that and that all of them represent an empire that eventually overtook the next one okay so nebuchadnezzar's babylonian empire would be overtaken by the uh the media per, the media persian empire uh, okay uh, or just the persian empire if you prefer that would be eventually overtaken by the the greek empire the roman empire and that 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 and then the the end of days comes in through a second um a, a second incarnation of the uh, or iteration I should say of the roman empire that's a lot of what you grew up with in you know yep. american evangelicalism the interpretation of daniel dream. The theory of his book is that that's that's not proper. That's not a proper interpretation, because all of those other why the, the Roman Empire was conquered. All right, it, it, the last day of the Roman Empire was what the 15th century in in the in the city formerly known as Constantinople. Who was it conquered by? Islam. Yeah, it was conquered by Islam, and so his point was. Why do we make the assumption, so we, we follow this statue all the way down through history, and this empire conquered this one, and this one conquered this one, and this one conquered this one, and then finally we get to the Roman one, and just assume that, well, it'll return. That's a very And his, his argument was, that is your Western bias, because Rome, of course, is an empire of the West via, uh, you know, via Europe. And he said the his, his proper, he believed that the proper, and, and he, and I, you need to read the whole book. It's like 300 some odd pages. And he has a lot of strong arguments as to why he believes this. Okay. At least I found him strong at the time, but I'm, so I'm giving you the very condensed version because it's a, you know, show, but he was like, if we actually follow that to its most logical conclusion, then, then actually the, the, it's actually the Greco Roman empire. Cause Greece was actually not conquered by Rome. It was essentially absorbed. They just, and then they have just absorbed their language and customs, their own pantheon, which is their own takeoffs of the, uh, of just, uh, you know, the, of the Greek pantheon. And so it's really just the Greco Roman era. And then that era was ended by, um, uh, by the Ottomans, by the Muslims. And, and that is really the, the end times empire is his argument. And that the, and that therefore the Antichrist will arise out of Islam. I found the whole thing fascinating. Who was it that sent that, by the way? Jason. Jason, I hadn't thought about that book, brother, in years. I'd forgotten I read it. And you sent me that note, and it instantly made me think about it. So for no other reason, thank you for reminding me of that book. During the break, I'm going to go and Google that book, see if I can find the title, because I found it to be a fascinating read at the time. So, um, but I'm going to... I'm going to sell. And the reason I'm going to sell is not because I even disagree with the notion that Islam is the final um, empire in Daniel's stream. I'm going to disagree on the notion that, um, that, that the, the prophecy that Christ gave that not a single stone of the temple would survive came true. I believe the reason for that—I can't remember—was it Hadrian or Titus? One was the emperor; the other was like the son or the nephew that was the general that sacked Rome or sacked Jerusalem. I believe in was it 110 BC? If I know my history, but I believe didn't they find that some of the bricks were laced with that when Herod had refitted the temple, he had laced some of the bricks with gold, and the general saw this and said, "Well, just we'll take this thing down brick by brick for the gold." And that's the tribute that he gave to his own soldiers and to Caesar, was the gold from the destruction of the temple. What exists is the structure that was added on by Herod. Um, so, that's why I'm going to disagree and sell your proposition. But I appreciate the flight of fancy you just justified putting me on. That probably interested nobody, but I was interested by it, so thank you. That
0: was interesting. Okay. I can't remember the last time I did this, but I'm holding
2: Don Lemon, hold on, it is. dude,
0: you're taking the lemon test right now. This I, early, I don't have to t- I'm I'm pretty confident on this. Uh, this is the place to take it. I mean, this. Wow,
1: I thought for sure Don Lemon would be enough,
0: but that's my incentive
1: point. To, for for no one to to take a hold.
0: That's, what, how, how, That's how
1: much you hate this
0: topic, that you're taking the lemon test? You're like, give me has, Don Lemon instead of this? It has nothing to do with hate. It has everything to do with, in no way, shape, or form, wanting to come across as Harold Camping. That's what it has to do with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Todd's going to read the Don Lemon book to protect his own soul.
0: No, no, no. Okay. I, if all I right. I have to read the book if I'm wrong, right? No, if you just placed a hold. Yep, oh, just those up, were
1: the words. Yeah, too, oh, too, too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Moving on. Too late. Hold on. No, no. no too late. M- mercy triumphs nope, over judgment. I, not, I misunderstood right? the terms. That's okay. Hey, mercy triumphs over
0: judgment. We will present. We will We will provide a redo. I, just just dropped a I misunderstood the I absolutely misunderstood the terms. Here. I think because of the case Steve laid out based on the case somebody else made, I will buy.
2: So we've got to get Todd a Megan Rapino jersey and uh, a copy of Don Lemon's <laughs> <London's> new book. <laughs>
0: You know what? You can't hurt me this week.
2: <laughs> uh, moving on, we'll go to C-Way or C-Say Podway, who says the Biden administration will not face any opposition, either from the Democrats or the media media to, quote unquote, filling in the gaps in the border wall.
1: Oh, I I will totally buy this. We we it, this reminds we've
2: me. We've always been for a border wall.
1: Yeah, I mean this is for. I don't think we. So much has gone on this week. I don't think we've touched on this. But yesterday morning, uh, the Biden administration announced that they will begin the process of filling in some of the gaps of uh, of the border wall. Okay, <laughs> and the fact that it hasn't been covered, and there hasn't been any wailing or gnashing of teeth, is already asked and answered, Your Honor. You've your your question your your premise has already been proven. Um but this is how politics has worked in America for a long time. You know, going back to, what, what's the saying, only Nixon could go to China? What does that mean? Well, you know, Nixon was uh, Eisenhower's uh, VP, cold warrior, hard uh, rightist on foreign policy, uh, hardened anti-communist. Uh, and so if, if, if somebody more liberal had, open, had, had said, hey, what do you guys think about opening uh, relations with China to triangulate against Soviet hegemony and just promote the, the, the Chinese uh, version of communism instead as a check and balance on what's going on in Moscow. They would have been looked at as a commie, pinko, simp, right? Soft. I mean, yeah, Soft. Yeah, we looked at, that was the term we used back in those days, right? But since it came from the hardcore cold warrior, people thought, oh, wow, that, I mean, that could be, uh, that's some realpolitik right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's ingenious, right? It, you saw this in the Clinton presidency. All right, Uh, you can't be on welfare for more than two years. Blanket rule, period, gone. Welfare reform. If Ronald Reagan does that, he's on the cover of Time Magazine as the Grinch he that stole hates Christmas. people. Sure. Right? Okay, exactly. All right? Uh, George W. Bush could do the lar- what was before Obamacare the largest government program of all time, Medicare Part D, and it's compassionate conservatism. But if Bill Clinton had proposed this and put it in law, all the same shows that backed up George W. Bush in conservative media would have called, said this is proto-socialism, right? Because they okay. did
0: just the term before with Medicare for All.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so... American politics has has worked like this actually for quite a bit. Okay. But now what will happen is they won't, they won't, they won't, they'll just memory hole that Biden is doing this. Because there's so much alternative media and stuff out there that can embarrass them, you won't see the mainstream media now applaud. the 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 filling of the gaps of the border wall they'll just memory hole that there ever was a border hall border wall and it will just never get discussed again so that they don't have to show any level of self-awareness whatsoever but this has been going on in american politics my entire life so bye bye
2: next up we have jerry davis who says if kemp is the republican nominee for governor of georgia over under 60 percent chance stacy abrams wins Stacey Abrams is toast. Sell. So. Yeah, so. yeah, she's the big loser of the past week. She is toast.
1: Uh, her career as is, is a future uh, perpetual uh, contributor on MSNBC as a race baiter. Her primary competition is going to be Joy Reid for the foreseeable future, not whoever is the... Wh- whatever was going on in the Georgia Republican Party, it, hey, prior to this issue, you probably were right. This issue has changed the entire trajectory um everything has been changed the compass is pointing in an opposite direction there uh you're not the the republican party in in georgia is now in better shape than it was a week or two ago uh so i I think she's the one that's the she's going to pay dearly for this
2: correct up next hunter james says for t-cell immunity and posse uh the book of bunny (laughs) farts authors will be invited to speak at cpac before steve will bye all right, bye. Bunny farts before us.
1: I don't mind losing out to bunny farts. And if you're a frequent listener and viewer of this show, that information probably doesn't surprise you.
2: Sean Griffiths says, The Branch Cavitians have more faith in Fauci lockdown and masking than average American Christians do in the gospel, scripture, and Christ.
1: Well, that's a bye, but ah. that, that goes even beyond the Branch Cavitian. The, the spirit of the age adherents, just in general, do and if you look at a lot of the tactics that they use a lot of them come right about right out of our own playbook go for broke we're willing to die on the hill Mm -hmm. we're willing to suffer for what we believe um they're they're really right out of the um uh, a new testament apostolic era playbook for how things were changed in throughout the world the roman empire for the first few hundred years of the church um how, how things how the church has changed culture within the West uh, during Western civilization. I mean, wasn't it Gandhi who said, hey, I just borrowed a lot of my notions of uh, how to approach, how to uh, you know oppose oppression and tyranny from the teachings of Christ and the actions of the apostles. So um, that's that's that is a blanket truth, not just applicable, the branch covidian cult i'll buy because your observation is right but it it could be broadened beyond just COVID.
0: and i'll buy and look before COVID. you i've hammered on this theme a lot this is because of how much our largesse our overwhelming blessings We, we become addicted again to our comfort it's the gated community effect there's nothing wrong or sinful at all about being comfortable but it is idolatrous to make that your bottom line and so now while covid comes in and somebody had a brilliant tweet today about like they, they, these people don't want covid they, they want to show you they're the best rule followers ever again they, they are zealots for their cause meanwhile we we Asa Hutchinson can't be bothered as a Christian small government guy to make sure we aren't neutering little boys and girls because that might make Walmart uncomfortable or something like that. We are addicted to comfort as a Christian first world community, <clears throat> and it, that is sinful and idolatrous. Before we take another question, because we're short on time anyway,
1: I did find the name of that book from several years ago. It was by Walid Shubat. It's called God's War on Terror, Islam Prophecy in the Bible. Now, I don't know what became of Walid Shubat. You that name now? I'm sure it sounds familiar to you.
0: Actually, it, it Walid I thought it did, but I, Shubat okay. does not read I mean, any he was bills. he was
1: he's in Obsession, which is the fantastic documentary about what was the propaganda in uh, the Islamic world. I mean, he was in a lot of that hmm. stuff in, in a decade ago. I, I don't know what happened to him. If he passed away, if there was a scandal, and he just retired because he's not. I don't see him in public life anymore. But at the time that he was, he wrote that book. I found it fascinating. That's the name of the book. God God's War on Terror, Islam, Prophecy, and the Bible. All right, so more by Seller Hold coming your way in hour two. Stay tuned. Back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzen, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com. That's how you can email the show. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace show, And then look for Steve Dace on Parler, MeWe, and Gab. Look for clips at YouTube.com slash Dace or Rumble.com slash show. And again, you can look for our best-selling book, Fauci and Bargain, The Most Powerful and Dangerous Bureaucrat in America, on sale right now at Amazon.com. Amazon came out with its weekly bestseller list this morning. Our book, number one in the country in the past week in nonfiction. So, can't thank all of you enough. I mean, we have definitely, and it's also the subject matter, too. Um, A statement has been made here. And you guys are every bit as responsible for it as we are. We can put the content together, but if y'all don't buy it and read it, it doesn't make a difference, right? So in the last week, y'all have shown up more than Barack Obama's book audience did, more than John Boehner's book audience did, more than Don Lemon's book audience did, and I mean, a tip of the cap. We cannot thank... All of you, enough. I'm getting a ton of questions about the Audible book. Aaron is actually performing the audiobook. Uh, yesterday was the deadline for that to be submitted. It was. Now we're just waiting approval from Amazon. We're hoping that'll be available to all of you by the end of this week, right? Is that the timetable we're working on?
2: I think so. That's my okay. understanding. All right.
1: So with all of that in mind, oh, a, a little uh, note. We just heard from our, our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, under the weather today. So no Daniel today, which is disappointing because we always love hearing from him. But it does mean you're going to get to even more by Seller Hold, brought to you by our friends over at Brick House. Health experts are warning us, hey, don't let, well, I almost feel bad about using the term health expert after the past year. But you know what? There are some health experts out there. We have found them. We've cited them that are really into, you know, health. Uh, And they're warning us. A lot of what we've found out in this past year from COVID could have been avoided with better preventative care. Right, eighty percent of hospitalizations in America, people that were morbidly obese, the lack of vitamin D, lack of vitamin C. Where do you find you? Can, you, know, you can get those in supplements. You can also get those in a lot of fruits and vegetables. What if we combined those things, uh, all of your fruits and vegetables, into a supplement that you can take. Uh, stir it up together with any water-based drink, mix it up, and in that one glass right there, you're going to get more of the good stuff than the average American gets in their diet in a day or more. That's where Brick House Nutrition comes in with Field of Greens, packed with 18 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, plus other things that are good for you, like beets green tea all natural powerful combination that not only supports uh your immune system and preventative health as well uh but uh, things like digestion because remember uh those pre and probiotics in the digestive tract that's the largest immune system in the body is the gut and right now you can give it a shot 15 percent off your first order with the promo code steve at checkout they've got a lot of different flavors so maybe your kids, you've gone to the store, you know, we see this sometimes at Costco, our kids love the naked juices and they, you know, they get put on sale and those naked juices are great and they're good for you, except you ever looked at the sugar line, right? Like you look at a lot of the ingredients in those naked juices, you're like, hey, that looks pretty good. Well, there's a reason though your kids are craving those things. All right. Like they do big sodas at a 7-Eleven. Have you looked at the sugar line on that? All right, so imagine everything you like about a naked juice, but now you don't have to worry about the sugar line. And they got a lot of different flavors, just like naked juices do. And so just about any taste, palate they can satisfy when you go to brickhousesteve.com. Get 15% off your first order right now at checkout. Brickhousesteve.com, promo code Steve at brickhousesteve.com.
2: We will continue on with Aaron Rialli, who says Christian apologetics is to make a defense. Well, woke apologetics is apologizing for someone else potentially taking offense,
1: um,
0: That's I, I like uh, where you're
1: going, but I'm going to sell because I think you, you I but you, I think you're on the right track. You know what? I'm going to buy because I like in general. I think you have defined the differences right. I would rephrase it to: Christian apologetics is about defending the truth. Woke apologetics is about being offended. By the truth, that's the difference. One is a defensive truth. One is an offense at the truth. I think that's kind of what you were kind of striving for, and I liked the way that you're even framing the argument there. I think it's right to put them side by side with one another. Wokeism is 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 the new postmodernism. It's an it's the next manifestation of the spirit of the age. Postmodernism was. Um, was the Navy SEAL of the operation, was the air raid of the operation. It was sent in to soften up the enemy. Wokeism is the infantry. This is where they now go house to house with the attempt to conquer. And the goal here is ultimately the replacement of the Judeo-Christian um, foundation of Western civilization with a new belief system. That that is the goal here, and so wokeism is the next step, of next phase of of the battle plan. Postmodernism was the initial air air raid. The Navy Seals that go in there, softening up the enemy for the invading army. Corporatism or wokeism is the infantry now. This is now where we're full scale on the battlefield stage. This belief system versus that one, and that's why there's often a Pardon the pagan pun. Yin and Yang relationship, as you point out here, Aaron. One is about defensive truth; the other is an offense at the truth. Uh, Christ- Christianity offers forgiveness, grace. Wokeism offers none. You're never good enough. There's always there's always something you've done that's bad, evil that you need to be taken down uh, or humiliated for. Especially if you still don't buy in to wokeism. OK, the the, Christianity teaches the love of your enemies. Wokeism teaches the smiting of them. All right. So there's a there's a definitive alter ego at play here. You've touched on it. I would just have worded it differently, but because I like the effort, I'll buy.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll sell it's uh this is we we blasted way past this. That apologizing part, it, we would have maybe talked about that a few years ago about as part of the subtle manipulation, but there's nothing subtle about wokeism anymore. It's just the boot on the throat.
2: Moving on. R. A. Shepard says the Braves will go all the way to the World Series, forcing important <laughs> playoff games to be hosted in Atlanta to the chagrin of Major League Baseball
0: sell because there won't be any chagrin like there's no there's with it's what i said there's no accountability yes at all they with i mean honestly they're talking right now without apology about jim crow laws the the, the latest version of it's it's just utterly preposterous yet there the president is there jake tapper is it just doesn't matter so no there's not there the braves are going to play every game in that town Yet, everybody's back in chains. It's, I mean, really, it's just stupid. So, of course not. They'll just default to whatever they want to. You're right.
1: But I could, let me see how it's worded exactly again, okay? Because I agree with Todd. There will be no self-awareness. There will be no self-reflection, Okay, I mean Anthony Fauci now is, is spinning how many different tails Now I, I, we're almost back to normal, we're almost reopening. Okay, yesterday it was. You know what? The fourth wave. There will be no fourth wave, or if there is, it won't be that bad, right? For, when when overblown. When,
0: yep. Yeah. Forget then, Steve. Isn't tomorrow when we start doing Hello Friends? Isn't that tomorrow? Yes,
1: the Masters in, in yeah. Georgia. Yes.
0: Everybody, oh, gymnasts! Everybody, CBS is going to be there doing yep. their thing. Right? Are they in chains or aren't they? Right. You're right.
1: But I love the schadenfreude, the cosmic irony of this, because in a way, isn't it, it, there will be accountability in our America. There won't be in theirs. They they live in a self awareness free zone, right? Which makes okay, your point I mean, about why you can't boycott them effectively. Yeah, that's correct? right. Yes, th- th- this is a-, a good buddy of mine sent me a text yesterday. The headline on Chris Cuomo's podcast latest episode was um, that Matt Gates refuses to resign amid sexual alleg- amid sexual uh, 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 allegations. No self awareness at all. You mean like your your bro, dude? I mean like your bro dude doesn't want to resign, right? Okay, uh, what's he up to? Nine accusers, I believe it is now. I know it, it's at least yeah. eight. Okay, but that's not even a bug. That's the feature. Right in their America, there will there because he hate me is not just a troll on the back of a uniform, but the national motto. That's the national motto of left America. Left America's national motto is he hate me. That I'm sorry unspecified yes. gendered being hate me that, that's what it is okay there will be no comeuppance as you articulated but it's similar to this book all right now the new york times uh i got a text the this morning from uh, david limbaugh about where we're at on the amazon list and of course david has been kind to enjoy endorse my last few books and he's like, I'm really anxious to see where you're going to be on the New York Times list. And I explained, I think because we went direct to paperback on Amazon, we're not eligible for it. He, and he's like, well, that, that will probably uh, be good for them because that list is highly political and they would probably try to find a way to not have you on it no matter how many books you've sold given what your book is about right and then they would complain wasn't it didn't this happen with Ted Cruz's book when he released a book during his Mm -hmm. presidential campaign and was nowhere on the list even though according to Bookscan it had scanned more books than any book in the country that week and they had to go back and then make issue a correction right um but we know we know you guys know we, we 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 see the sales numbers you see the rankings They may ignore it over there. They may act like this book does not exist. And maybe it's a total coincidence that since this book came out, the White House put out a video, a promotional video of Anthony Fauci. Maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it's a total coincidence that since this book came out, Anthony Fauci is now making headlines for saying, oh, maybe the fourth wave won't be that bad or there really isn't one. Maybe it's a coincidence. Who knows, okay? But in our America, we know. And so while, and Todd, you're right, in their America, if this were to happen, and the Braves do have a team good enough this year for this to happen. If this were to happen, that would occur. The whole Georgia thing would just get memory holed right away. You're right about that. No self-awareness would be practiced whatsoever. But what would every headline be at the Blaze, at Fox News, at Daily Wire, Breitbart? Those are probably your four biggest platforms on the American right. When, how many stories would we run about this? I just I haven't had a chance to delve into it yet. The Daily Wire actually went and commissioned a professional poll of people's thoughts about uh, Georgia and Major League Baseball and uh, corporate wokeism. And so I'm going to take a look at these results and then we're going to use this for our overtime for tomorrow. But just looking at some of the, t- really quick at the top line results, the American people don't like this stuff. And so in their America, they're never going to say, Man, you're right. Shouldn't have done that. But in our America, a lot of what he describes in this tweet would exist. So I'm going to buy. It's not because I disagree with you. No, I get it. Because, But in the America that we live in, you can bet your sweet bippy. There's going to be some comeuppance about that. So I'll buy.
2: Moving on, we'll go next to Tiny Johnny. Uh, suggested team names for a new Major League Baseball Chinese <laughs> baseball team. Nice. One glorious China baseball team. Perfect, I like it. Buying that? I'm buying that. Bye. Yes, yes. Uh, number two, the Uyghur happy workers. Ooh.
0: Bye. Too soon? No. Bye. Not too soon? No. When you your rural comedy, you can be vicious. That's true. All right, and I just ripped them for no self
2: awareness, mm-hmm. so I got
1: to live up to my own standard, yeah. right? All
2: right. Bye. Yep. Next, the Wuhan virus spreaders. Bye.
1: Uh, how about in, like the Colorado Rockies? just the wuhan flu the Wu flu <laughs>
2: you
1: know what i'm saying something like that so I'll, Wu- I'll, I'll sell on that one the wuhan lab
0: what wuhan lab yes yeah
2: <laughs> the wuhan what lab um <laughs> yes. and then finally the team formerly known as the atlanta braves
0: <laughs> all
2: good uh, those
1: all are good. all pretty good the
2: first two are clearly the
1: best though
2: i am Moving on, James Wick says, C-SPAN caller Bridget from DC proved that Loki's Germany speech in 2012's The Avengers was prophetic and certain people were made to be ruled and crave subjugation.
1: 100% bye. Yep. bye. That is... You know, I haven't had a chance to directly these last few years since things have become even more balkanized. I've not had a chance to directly engage... The other side, that often. Uh, I mean, we made over the years on the show numerous attempts, both when Aaron booked the show and now Todd does, and we have we finally have just now kind of given up on it. We we successfully got one female journalist from the other side to come on here. What about a couple of years ago? Yeah. And we couldn't have been more fair to her and hearing out her perspective. And then she proceeded to try to gaslight us on Twitter, and I just wrote her off. I mean, that, that's it's. I just don't get as much. To, of the direct interaction with the other America as I used to when I used to get to go do all these panels on, on these other networks and talk to them all the time. And to hear again for the first time in a while what I, what I internally and theoretically know and practically know when I just do the cultural math, but to hear it play out as I did on C-SPAN the other morning, there, there is a wide swath of Americans craving... Subjugation. They they can't wait to be ruled. They they wish wantonly desire to have the responsibility of freedom
0: and liberty taken away. Jordan Chachal's right way beyond just Fauci. This has been the greatest year of their lives. The people you're talking about, Steve. They're,
2: that's they're all writing, but they're, yeah, they're all writing their own little mind comps. Their own little versions of that.
1: Like a manifesto. Basically.
0: Yeah. About their own struggle. Yep. I mean, that's... Um, you go to the pizza joint, it just give them the pizza. No, I'm going to make you wear this mask. This is what mm-hmm. I experienced. And you can just see it in their eyes. This is their pulpit. You,
1: I mean, I saw Spirit of the Agers. I won't even call them lefties anymore. Because we're seeing some lefties pushing back on this. Alright, one of the messages I got from Naomi Wolf yesterday.
0: Yeah, they're trying to cancel her with some mm-hmm. video she
1: didn't air or music or some... She sent me a note asking me to follow her because she wanted me to see it's not even just her. There are actually other lefties out there that are just like, vaccine passports, no, forcible masks, no, okay? Okay. That are like the old-fashioned lefties that are like we get to do whatever we want to do, kind of left the ones we grew up with. Yes. Why can't we just do whatever we want to do? Okay. Um, and I, I think this even goes just even beyond the whole right-left Venn diagram. So maybe we need to coin a new term on the show: spirit of the agers. Listen, how many of you, how many of you aren't still aren't your evangelical churches in person? They're not lefties. But they bought full into the spirit of the age, right? So maybe we need to create a new classification on our show when we're talking about people that no longer want the burden of making their own choices and critically thinking things through Maybe this is transcends the right-left paradigm, and we need, just need to call them spirit of the agers, okay? Because that's who was calling. That, that's who was calling the show, or they were letting through. My wife was like, did they just try to get only calls that disagree with you? I was like, I hope they did that. It would be great. That was great. I would have appreciated the entire hour to be like that. But to hear the spirit of the age and, and these spirit of the agers, there were Texas spirit of the agers the day that Abbott lifted the mask mandate that literally were tweeting out. I saw this with my own eyes. They were tweeting out themselves in a mask with the phrase, come and take it. I, did, did Abbott say you were not permitted to wear a mask?
0: Not to my knowledge. No,
1: you go wear a mask if it makes you feel great. Cool. No one's being denied the glory of the of the Chinese face diaper. But the idea that the state would not affirm my yeah. desires, and with and since the state is God. If the state won't affirm my desires, I now suddenly feel like a dissident. I, I couldn't imagine living life without affirmation of government. In whom I live and breathe. That, to me, is a spirit of the age. That, that transcends even some of the deeply divisive culture war issues we have. I mean, let's face it. If you put me and Andrew Sullivan in a room the godfather of the rainbow jihad, who now thinks it has gone too far, His own, the child that he gave birth to, he now views as, um, as uh, an ingrate. Okay. <laughs> but if you put the two of us in a room, the real argument really comes down to we both agree we, have, we are individuals with a, with, a, with a certain amount of autonomy and therefore individually have rights. The disagreement him and I have is what you should get to do with that individual autonomy, how far it should go. But we would not disagree with the premise of individual autonomy. I would say you don't have any right to do that which God says is wrong. That's what I would say. And he would say, I'm my own God. And that's where the conversation would break down. But we would both agree with the premise that we are granted some amount of individual autonomy. And that's, where, and that's, that's really the, 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 the cornerstone of our freedom and liberty. What you're dealing with here now are people that don't want that. They don't desire it. It's the stats that we said, Aaron, you had last week in your generation about uh, how many more millennials are considering themselves to be gay or bisexual mm-hmm. compared to previous generations. Why? The desire to conform. The state says this is good and acceptable. I wonder if we'll if we'll live to see the day that people come out as heterosexual. I, man, I tried it. I really tried it, man. But dudes, just uh, chicks just feel better than dudes. Are we going to actually see that at some point? Because the 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 desire to be on the, on team state. I'm 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 what what kind of what kind of philosophies and ideologies encourage people to, shall we say, crucify their basic natures? I think you hear me knocking and I'm coming in. What kind of ideologies and philosophies encourage people and incentivize people to crucify their basic natures in order to Live a new way. Can you think of... There's a word that starts with a letter R. Religions do. What the stats show in Aaron's generation is. Well, I mean, aren't all the cool kids bi? Aren't all the cool kids gay? Shouldn't I be? Should I crucify my basic instincts and desires in order to become part of this cool new tribe? That... That's where you get tyranny. You don't get tyranny from disagreeing with Andrew Sullivan. You get immorality, right? Mm -hmm. You get moral chaos, right? Mm -hmm. You get poor life choices, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't necessarily have to lead to a coercive form of government, right? Right. It, It doesn't. This does. This level of spirit of the ageism does. Because... Regardless of what the manifestation of it is, it says from the outset, I don't want to be free. Andrew Sullivan and I would argue about what can he and should he do with his own freedom. We would not argue about whether or not he is actually free. These people don't want freedom.
0: I mean, and even worse, they don't want you to have that's it. That's what I was just going to say. It's not, we can't go each go our separate way. I'm going my way and that's you're right. going my way. That's exactly right.
1: And I keep using Andrew Sullivan just because it's fascinating to me. I mean, for me growing up, he was the first mainstream gay intellectual in America. He's been a fixture on cable news, movies. Hell, he was in Man of Steel, or no, Batman versus Superman. And now half of his blogs look like things I would write or tweet out. Why? Because we both agree with the premise of freedom. I just think he shouldn't do certain things with his freedom They're not good for him. They go against what God's plan is for his life. But I don't deny that he has freedom. We're up against a spirit of the age that says, you are not free. You're slaves. And worse yet, I don't want to be free, and I don't want you to be either. And I'll do whatever I can to take freedom away, even my own. Now that, on a cultural level, is where you get to tyranny.
2: Anything else to add, Todd?
0: Well, that's why I say without any sense of hyperbole why we're in a civil war. Two men enter, one man leave.
2: Changing gears, we'll go on to Joseph Kurnow, who says Dr. Doom will be the next major villain for the Avengers to face.
1: Buy. I think he will be the the next big bad of the MCU. I, I will buy that. And he's yep. the
0: Fantastic Four guy? Mm-hmm.
1: And-, and in many respects he's the most famous marvel villain of them all. He is him and the Joker are nothing alike, but in terms of stature, the Joker or Lex Luthor are the most famous DC villains, right? Uh Doctor Doom is is the, the most famous Marvel villain of them all. He's been and he originally was the arch villain of the Fantastic Four, but he's been every pivotal tentpole character in the Marvel universe he has gone up against them.
0: Yeah. Bye. Sounds it sounds smart. And what you could do
1: with him today because uh, part of it, his alter ego is he is the ruler of a of a European nation, Latveria. You could turn him into the alter al, the alter ego of uh T'Challa in Wakanda. Mm. So Latveria is the opposite of Wakanda. It's also a sheltered country that is far more technologically advanced, but its people aren't free. They live under the reign of Victor Von Doom, who's their king. OK, he, he's a tyrant king. And so you could use Wakanda as the way of bringing Latveria now comes out of hiding. But he now is here for dominion yeah. as opposed to, you know, allowing Wakandan level notions of freedom and advancement to uh, spread. He comes from the other side of the aisle. I think that would be a fascinating storyline if they went down that road.
2: Bye. Bye. Next up, uh, Corey Tacker says, Faustian Bargain Books got an unexpected sales bump this week due to Amazon's search manipulation.
1: Uh, that's good. I'll buy. Bye. Hey, by the way, props to National Review for bringing that up yeah. yesterday. I, I didn't speak to anybody over there. I don't really know anybody over there anymore except for David Harsanyi. So um, I, when that showed up in my inbox that they had written about it, I was shocked. You know, so props to them for bringing that uh, uh, to uh, the right people's attention yesterday. We appreciate that. Yes.
0: Bye.
2: Next, Nick Rowland says no Republican can run too far to the right. <sighs> I'm
1: going to let you answer this one first.
0: Well, I, I think, I think we, the what, answer is with, bye. What, what do we think is too far right? But well, that's my point. I don't. It's it's certainly not what anybody on the left says because that's everything, right? Uh, so, like far right
1: racism and stuff is often accused with the far right. No, except no, that's, see, it's that's, home in no, America I mean, is actually in the Democratic <laughs> Party. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why that's why that's why I hesitated to answer this here's, because I think we have listen, to define
0: what is too far right. Here's what I'm thinking. I was trying to figure out a way to describe it. it it's what Steve always talks about whenever we talk about. Uh, talk uh, as a Catholic versus a Protestant and why we have constructive and interesting dialogues is because we actually accept what the other believes is the truth of their faith. And we, uh, deal with that in good faith, Mm -hmm. what the faith actually teaches about itself versus the straw men that come and go. So if to the degree that there is, a right now defined by not only William F. Buckley, speak of the devil, and Ronald Reagan, but going all the way uh, back to the the you know the you know Locke, etc. You know the 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 founding principles. Right. Then, then I don't think you, you, you can, there is no too far we're just talking about fundamentals the further Correct. you get to the right you get to the essence That's of a great it. Point. this is this That's is a why great i think
2: this is an underrated great submission because we mm-hmm. have to start thinking in terms of steel cage match Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And that's what Todd just laid out here. Mm -hmm. Because we've been conditioned to think, well, so far, right, well, I'm not a racist. No, that's your conditioning. Remember, racism, anything, anything basically evil or that which has proven not to work best for the human condition throughout history that's of them. That's mm-hmm. of that side. They've conditioned you to think that all that that elements. Now, that's not to say that people who affiliate with the right, as it as we commonly think of it, don't do uh, terrible things. But that's just some conditioning uh, speaking there. That's think.
1: a great point. It's why I paused. Are we talking about what the the zeitgeist yes. defines as far right, or what we would define as far right? And, and I wanted that, I wanted that defined before I. And answered. Locke's
0: not bad, but I meant to say Edmund Burke, not John Locke. I will right, we'll come back more buy seller hold here in a moment.
1: Trying to sell your home in any market at any time can be challenging, but especially that's the case in these unprecedented times. Bing. Thank you. That's why you want to make sure you go in with a real estate agent that you can trust. Thankfully, we've got just the place for you to find that person. And the name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a company website started by Glenn Beck and his associates because they, too, experienced the pain of... The suffering, the agony of defeat uh, from a real estate agent who promised big things and then didn't deliver when promised or when needed the most. They didn't want that to happen to you. So they thought, hey, where are we going to find better real estate agents? It turns out a lot of them, they found them at first in our own audience right here at The Blaze. And it was out of that grassroots effort that this company has continued to grow. So it's to the point now that just about anywhere you're going to want to move in America, we can find you who you're looking for. Someone with a proven and vetted track record of success will come in, take charge of the situation. But then remember that ultimately you are the one that's in charge. You're going to find them at com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. Reminder. Reminder. Just got word about an hour ago, our good friend, the weekly prophet of Woe and Lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, out this week. Uh, He's under the weather today, so you're going to get some bonus by seller Hold. Aaron.
2: We'll start this segment with Alexander Rogers, who says this is the Mount Rushmore of professions that completely destroy their credibility in 2020. Oh,
1: this is good. This this, this has to be good. I love this as a premise. Okay.
2: Number one, teachers, public Uh sector welfare recipients.
1: I would maybe more specify it to teacher unions, right? Let's, because otherwise, every teacher in our audience that hates the union is going to email me in the next five minutes, and they should, okay? But as long as you're okay with that small little addendum, without question, they belong. Number one, the teacher unions have blown up. Their political clout in this in this country, and the best evidence of that is legislation we've been trying to get the Republican Party to do for the last twenty five years. How many speeches have Republicans given about school choice, right? Yeah. And done nothing with it. Nothing. At the same time, lamenting why can't we get more minorities? This is the number one issue. Where they could? Who suffers more? From these underachieving schools and the teachers' unions than a minority community does. Right. And so this is the number one issue that they were too afraid to step to the teacher unions. What is it now? Is it 12, 15, 16 states at the end of their legislative sessions now are passing? And not just school choice, but like the radical version that I tried to get my own legislature to pass 10 years ago, where the funding follows the student at the building level. Not like just vouchers or tax credits. But hey, what's the state get, uh, get charge for your student in the classroom? In Iowa, it's about $12,000 a student. Okay. Well, that $12,000, you take that with you to any charter, private school you want. Homeschool, cool. You know, here's a, that's a a dividend tax credit for you. That's where you create real competition. So they're not just even talking about school choice now, but they're going nuclear option
2: on this. So I think that absolutely belongs, number one. Agreed. Bye. Number two, flight attendants. Toddler mask police. Now I don't know about you guys. I think flight attendants have always been a little squirrely, but I think this last year that's been dialed up to eleven hundred.
1: There is. It, there have been plenty of flights this year where I thought everybody, every flight attendant's name was Karen, including the one that you and I yes. did down to Dallas back on in the January. way down. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget the fact that when we pulled up onto the uh, uh, the land the landing pad you know where the and the the, the the drawbridge comes in or the jet bridge comes in, they ran the disclaimer about wearing your mask as they're literally opening the door okay so I don't know if they belong number two, but I'm fine with them being on the list, so I will buy
0: i'm I'm selling only because I can imagine that there's just four that belong on my personal list before them.
2: Okay. Number three, nurses, all those TikTok grave dancing videos. I,
0: first, all, I
1: need to ask the guy
2: who's n- married. She to would, the, with very limited exceptions, agree with that.
1: Okay. I, I didn't know if it was okay if, if I had permission, because I know she listens a lot, so I didn't know if I had permission to speak freely on this. I didn't want to disturb uh, the, a, a Wednesday night at the, in the McIntyre happy <laughs> household, okay? But I will buy the TikTok video stuff. I... I on, a, on a, many levels I found to be repugnant and vile
0: I did too but I'm gonna sell I I personally need to believe that even though there were large groups of them that it's just it's still less than 50% and I'm still you know what vo- you're right you're right no well I don't you're listen right. I'm just saying I, I recently the, the care that my dad and my family got and this was two weeks before COVID but it was phenomenal I, I, I just need to believe it's below 50%. You know what? And as the guy who was raised by a nurse, you're right.
1: So maybe can we add another addendum here and just call them the TikTok nurses? Sure. As opposed to the nurses as a whole. Sure. Okay. So if we can do that, I'll buy. I, I, you're right.
2: Um, shame on me for that. You're right about that. And number four, clergymen, men of the face cloth.
0: That's good. I'll buy. Put them on there. The only reason I'd sell is it should be higher. I
1: mean, it should be no lower than number two.
0: But they should have it's been a on this they should have than. been on this list before COVID and just in terms of professional failures in a culture that's founded on judeo christian principles that that will unfortunately now I, now I know how people
1: felt reading nefarious okay because you just gave me I just you made me feel like that like I'm really uncomfortable with how truthful that is right now okay that it would hurt to hear you say that but you're right so bye
2: All righty, moving on to We've Always Been at War with East Asia, says the manager of Gusto Pizza, who threatened to call the cops on Todd, will speak at CPAC before Steve.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's what
2: we're talking about. That's
1: tremendous. That's very well played. Like it. And of course, bye. Yes.
2: Bye. Um, Please tell me his name's like Ernie or Albert or something, (laughs) please. Don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, John Endicott says conservatives still don't get that corporate CEOs are not caving to the woke mob. They are the woke mob. Preach!
1: Yeah, I bye. will buy. I, I, I think we're getting it more and more. Um, you know, I did a show yesterday, uh, where I did an hour long interview, uh, buddy of mine, Steve Noble. He has a syndicated Christian talk show that's based out mm-hmm. of, I think it's, is it Raleigh, North Carolina? Yep. I want to say he's yep. it Raleigh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when we got done talking about the book, he's like, all right, we got a few minutes left. Let's look at a couple of cultural topics. What do you want to highlight for our audience? You know, this is gonna be an audience of Bible believing Christians around the country. And and one of the things I wanted to highlight is the is I wanted to expand on the battle going on in Georgia that that we have to come to grips with the fact that the Faustian bargain we had with corporate America in the eighties and nineties where they fund our culture war organizations. In exchange, we help them elect Republicans that will also keep tax uh, the regulatory state and the welfare state off their backs. That political alliance is dead. We went into the 2000s and it kind of got, went to the place where places like Target went from funding marriage amendment efforts around the country to not funding anything. And so we went to neutrality and then we went to these corporations now are active funders. And it's not just because they're getting shaken down Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson style. In many case, they are uh, true believers, Stanley. They, they, this is their belief system. And we have to come to grips with the fact that that coalition, uh, that alliance in the 80s and 90s, that alliance is dead now. OK, and it's not just that. Maybe if maybe if Elrod gives a really great speech, men and elves can work together again. No, okay, they're not elves now, guys. They're orcs. Okay. Yep. They're orcs. So it's not we're not estranged. We didn't. We're not separate peoples that went our separate ways. But now there's a common foe. Can we forge an alliance of the moment, given the gravity of the of the
2: situation? Are the orcs going to give us a conscience clause? They will (laughs) not. (laughs) <laughs> that's great, <laughs> that's great.
1: <laughs> unfortunately I, I know there's at least three Christian political organizations in America right now wanting to know the answer to that okay <laughs> yep. but no they're not this isn't an estrangement they're orcs they're coming out of the black gate guys okay And we have to come to grips with that fact. Um, And I think we're starting to kind of get it, but we
0: still haven't completely gotten it yet. Yeah, I'm buying hard.
2: Uh, We'll go on to Jason Lewis, who says the Biden administration will build more miles of wall than Trump did.
0: No, you did not. What is that number? Do we? Was it?
2: I, I, it's a beautiful I, I, number, I, I, Todd. I, I, You've never seen a number like this before. It's a beautiful before. number. Come on.
1: Aaron's, <laughs> Aaron's on fire. I just feel like, you know yeah. what? Why don't you just take it from here? No, sorry. All right. I've got another built bar over there. You go for it. Um, isn't though like 200? I want to say they spilled, it was 200 miles.
2: It was, yeah. It was some.
1: Which sounds like a lot, but in the grand scheme of how long the border is, it's not much. But um, I'll sell. I like the question, but I'll sell. I really like the question. Yeah. It's so snotty. Yeah. It, it 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 you know what? And on that basis alone, it just deserves one of yeah, us to yeah. buy it. On merit, I would also sure. sell. Okay. But in recognition of the of the superior amount of snottiness in that small prescient or, or uh uh punchy question, I have to buy just to just to honor it. Got it
2: all right uh Jess DVD says at least one blue state governor will pull their mask mandate by Memorial Day bye why
0: you're buying uh because I just think whether it's it's gonna be a fate accompli like yeah. it's like what am I I'm j- i'm I'm going to just look. I know they are comfortable looking ridiculous in a lot of ways, but when every the horses are totally out of the barn and everybody's out mm-hmm. doing what they're doing. I mean, like i I was at a track meet last night uh, out in Adel, Iowa, which I know you are familiar with. it sure. was it was packed. And unlike my Easter Sunday mass, when everybody was wearing a mask, hardly anybody was wearing a mask. Nobody cared. So we have three,
1: um, we have three blue governors in red states right now. Um, Bashir in Kentucky. Uh, what's the guy in North Carolina's name? He just oh, got reelected. Uh, no. Not Pat, no. Um, like, but the other is is uh, John Bell Edwards in Louisiana. True. Yeah. Remember, he's the guy that signed into law the heartbeat bill down mm-hmm. there. I could see him absolutely doing it. See, I thought the question was going to be at least one blue state governor will lift their mask mandate before Mike DeWine in Ohio does. And then I was going to buy like right away. When you put a timetable on it, though, and remove DeWine from the equation, that's where I'm a little bit more hesitant. But I could definitely see John Bell Edwards in Louisiana lifting a mask mandate down there by Memorial Day for sure. So I'll buy. Yeah.
0: I'll buy.
2: Uh, let's see. We'll move on to. Uh, da, 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 da. Let, let's do this one. Let's 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 be um, Pollyannas for once. Marty Pales says because of the success of Vouching Bargain, Steve will finally be invited to speak at CPAC.
0: So I'm trying to think of an angle. Like the math where it would actually add up, but I can't, so I'm selling.
1: I think the only path I have to um, ever being invited to be a featured speaker at CPAC I could, I've been. Inv- I've been on panels there before, or uh, but not like a featured speaker. Okay, like where they they put out the email confirmed. You know, like <laughs> uh, like I've never been on that list. Okay, I, I think the only path I have to getting a confirmed uh, email uh, or, or tweet um, somebody I have a personal relationship with. Uh, is in charge of the, and I don't know the current guy that runs it. Matt Schlapp. I've met him twice. I don't know him at all. Okay. So somebody I have a personal relationship with, or if Trump decides not to run again, whoever I eventually decide to support in the next Iowa caucus wins the White House and therefore is now really in control of the Republican party. I, I, I think those would have to be the two avenues For that uh, ice to melt would be my guess.
2: Yeah,
0: I just don't see it happening in this lay of the land. Okay.
2: Blake Johnson says, within the next decade, voting digitally rather than in person will be the new normal.
0: I think, I think I, 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 it is, people are so drunk on the notion that, this is supposed to be as easy as you know getting robocalled and spammed, and you know those calls I keep getting about my my warranty is out. They just they think that voting is just it. It's supposed to come at you in your home without even thinking about it. The stamp is already on it. We're going to do it all for you. I, if 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 you are any kind of citizen, this goes back to what can you go too far right? what does it mean to be a citizen that that does that that does it's not supposed to be the easiest thing in your life to vote just like it's not supposed to be the easiest thing in the world for my daughters right now to pass the ap chemistry test Mm -hmm. you got to put in the work and if you put in the work you will fulfill that by doing then the extra work by just going to the polls i don't I mean, I'm, honestly, I'm but I, feel like losing, I, I feel like I'm losing. I feel like I'm going to lose this because there's all. this is where all kinds of Republicans just are. Why, why, why would you want to stand in the way of something that's such a beautiful thing? I, OK, I'm going to sell. Actually, I, I think in, I, I see in some places
1: in the country that this is true, but corporately, I don't believe that'll be the case. I could also make an argument that. They might actually have less control of the process going this route. Two can play the hack game. You see what I'm saying? Hey, we've shown on the right, we're we're pretty good. We're pretty good at this internet thing. That's why they keep censoring us, guys. Okay. Um, I, I I could make an argument that they actually would have more control in some places, like a Fulton County, Georgia, or or a. Uh, a Wayne County, Michigan, by having the boots on the ground that that actually has their their
0: hands and uh, and arms around the
1: process. I think you're right,
0: but I think we're going to have to go and do that to find out. Maybe. That's what I think Maybe is going to happen. True.
2: Maybe that's true the hackers on the left are now the hackers on the right and their neck beards have grown longer overnight. <laughs> well, well put.
0: Only
1: fitting that Aaron gets the last laugh because he basically carried the last half hour anyway. All right, we're going to stick around and do the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow noon to 2 Eastern right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve
2: Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.